Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob. How are you doing, Yanis? I'm fine. Relaxing. <laughs> How's your team done this week? That nothing's happening. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, it's just chill. It's been, it's been a long time since we felt like that. Exactly. It's been a very long time. Like a little, you know, suspension in midair. We need it. Definitely. Definitely. We do doesn't, need it. doesn't stop us podcasting. But yeah, we've got the international break and I'm, I'm mildly interested... I'm not interested, completely not interested in this international break. And to some extent, I'm a bit sort of like, why are these people all going wherever they're going? You know, you get fined five grand, this is political, but you get fined five grand for leaving the country to go on holiday. And yet footballers can go to wherever they're going to play whatever countries they want to play. And then spread all the coronavirus back to their own clubs. You know, they're going on a plane, there'll be a pilot on there, all sorts of, anyway. I think it's a bit silly personally, but uh, some teams do need to compete to get into some things, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the normal friendly games mm-hmm. you have. It's um, it's also for the qualifying. I mean, I, I don't even know what it is about. <laughs> Let's not lie. Let's not lie. We don't even care. This is not the subject of our podcast. This is not what we're on about. It's... Our subject is Premier League, and that's where we're putting all of our FBL. efforts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm much more interested in how this will affect mm-hmm. uh, the players that come back in terms of COVID and even injuries and be mm-hmm. getting tired or whatever, rather than what the results in those international games might be. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm already, you know, I always think more ahead than today. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bad habit of me. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to wildcarding mm-hmm. which of course i'm not doing now it would it would not make sense with me i i need to postpone that exactly to make it more interesting yeah and uh yeah i've been looking on on fixtures mostly because mm-hmm. of this great turn that happens at uh, on game week 31 yeah um of course we're, we're expecting those updates regarding the schedule of the postponed games and all mm-hmm. the, the ones that will get postponed and moved around, this would affect a lot. But still, we have an idea yeah. of how things are going. Are you planning at all Yeah, so wild card or are you leaving it for later? I've got a... Um... I've got a wildcard plan that I scrubbed together just before we did this. We came online for this podcast. Uh, And one of the things I am a bit interested in that I didn't mention to you guys, I was talking about keepers a couple of podcasts ago. And I, you know, I thought that Ramsdale and Forster could be a good partnership. And obviously that's a bit crazy. And I'm well aware that that's a bit crazy, but in terms of how the fixtures line up, you get a fairly balanced partnership. However, I'm not going to go for that because it is looking at it logically. If Forster stops playing, you have to play Ramsdale against Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, Everton, Burnley, Brighton. So, yeah, you don't want to play Ramsdale against those teams. So the next best option that I've worked on or that I've looked at is actually 
Mendy, which is, you know, Chelsea's defence, which is something worth investing in. So I'm quite happy with that. And Ariola from Fulham. And the reason why I think Mendy and Ariola go well together is not because there are a lot of games where they cross over, but the one specific game that I'm quite, one, arguably two specific games I'm a little bit worried about Mendy for is Man City in so far 35. Down 35. 35. Yeah. And in that game week, Ariola has Burnley. So it's not an ideal, you know, switch, but they have, Chelsea have Man City and Arsenal in 35 and 36, and Ariola has Burnley and Southampton. Um, they then play Leicester and Man United in 37. So it's another tough, tougher fixture for them both. But I think Chelsea will be, if they're keeping a solid defence, you know, they're pretty comfortable to have up until game week 35, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Brighton, West Ham, Fulham. You know, the main effort is defence there. So they should keep three or four clean sheets in those five games. And then City, Arsenal, Leicester, Aston Villa is not a great run in, but you know, Ariola's got Newcastle on the last day. That could be a fun punt. Burnley and Southampton cover those Man City and Arsenal games a bit better than other, you know, other players. You could also go for Ramsdale as well if you wanted instead of Ariola, who has Crystal Palace, Everton, Newcastle, Burnley in the last four game weeks. But you know what we've just mentioned about Ariola. So that's my rotating goalkeeper uh thoughts. That's what I'm looking at in terms of my rotating goalkeepers. Um in other than that. Teams that I'm generally looking at are definitely Wolves. Liverpool have a great run and we can't we can't deny that. And then, you know, you're going to be wanting your players like your Fernandes, your De Bruyne's and players like that. Arsenal also have a good run. Leicester also have a good run. So Vardy, Pereira, players like Smith-Rowe, who are very cheap, could enable a lot in your team. And yeah, Arsenal defenders like Tierney could be could be good picks. But for me, it's all a bit of a scratch process right now. How about you? Yeah, I'll start I'll start the same way you started, uh, with the goalkeepers. And of course, if we look at the schedule, uh, mm-hmm. the the teams that have the best defensive mm-hmm. games are Wolves and Arsenal mm-hmm. for at least game week 35, which I have. Yeah. briefly here in front of me definitely uh, and the problem is that Patricio is too expensive in yeah. my opinion Same for, with what Leno. He, for what he gets because he's great and Leno is five five million he's less expensive than Mendy to be honest and he's got Sheffield United Fulham Everton Newcastle and West Brom mm-hmm. which I mean it's it's really good run five yeah. fixtures that I wouldn't be surprised if he had three clean sheets at least out and then, of them. And then Palace, Bur- Brighton, have Albion in 37 and 38, you know, sandwiching Chelsea in 36, yeah, so, which isn't a bad run at all. And he's cheaper than Mendy. He's cheaper than Mendy. Indeed. And why am I saying that? Because I've been, I've been in a lot of debate with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do that often. Uh, <laughs> of if I would like to have another Chelsea defensive asset, Mm-hmm. Because, of course, we like that defence. We like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it might be a better choice to go Leno and Rudiger, for instance, who's a very cheap one, mm-hmm. than going Mendy. I mean, I, I don't think I would like to go double. Yeah. Because it does hurt very often. Uh, more th- often than it, that it that rewards you. The thing is, the defenders in both teams are the only two 
you know, are the areas where you can sort of rely on. You can, okay, Rudiger maybe yeah. is a, a rotation risk, but of all of the defenders the, uh, in Chelsea, the defenders are getting rotated, of all the players in Chelsea, the defenders are getting rotated the least. Similar with Arsenal, you know, Tierney is starting most games. Gabriel's come back into the fold, but Pablo Mari, Rob yeah. Holding have all been in those sorts of positions. David Luiz, Hector Bellerin sort of lost his place at the minute for mm, Callum yeah. Chambers. So... Tierney is one of the ones you want to hold on to. So maybe Leno is a good pick. And then, yeah, maybe you're My right. strategy is to, to go for the teams that I want mm-hmm. and then find the one or two assets that I'm interested in. Yeah. Defensively, let's say. So the teams that I would like, theoretically, is Wolves and Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah. And Liverpool, defensively. True. Those four teams. True. So what the problems are is, first of all, Liverpool... All their good assets are expensive. Yeah. So I am really looking for Kabak because he's very cheap. He's probably going to be playing all of those games. They, they have not many choices. True. And he offers, he doesn't offer attacking threat, but he's 5 million. And they've got a run of Villa, which might be without Grealish. You never know. Leeds, Newcastle. They've got Man United and then Southampton and goes on. It, they, they've got a fantastic run until the end. Yeah. And if they want to win something out of this year, they're going to have to Chinese finish League, well. Yeah. They're going to have to really boost their, you know, the way mm-hmm. that they, they play. So Liverpool is definitely on my radar, but not their expensive assets. No. I'm going to talk about midfield and attack later, but... Kabak is probably the best choice from them. Yeah, the Van Dyke ticking time bomb of when you know Van Dyke and Gomez are going to come back is always going to be hanging on your shoulder if you've got a player like Kabak. But we need to remember also that when you choose these players, they're not in your team forever. Do you know you have got transfers to play forever, and you can move one of them out yeah. if they, you know, if Kabak loses his spot. Um, I'm thinking about Phillips as a... The difference with this... Nat Phillips is a four million um, yeah. placeholder, sort of, you know, Smith Rowe, uh, Tyrek Mitchell sort of position yeah. where last on bench, but could come in and get good ball. What I see different this time with our wild card is that we don't have a huge problem with money mm-hmm. because there are lots of good players in low prices... Mm-hmm. Now we have even the newest Ianacho. Yeah. You have you you have people who will prefer Gundogan than KDB. So you've got already like a second player in his place mm-hmm. with the same money. So now I think that I will again go against what I'm <laughs> I'm preaching all the year. Mm-hmm. I will probably have a strong bench, Ooh. which means yeah. okay. that I can afford a Kabak. And even Van Dijk coming back and losing his position, I will. I probably will have Rudiger as well, so I can swap them around. Yeah. Or even if I'm unlucky and Kabak doesn't play, Rudiger is coming in. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think that we're going to go for defenders that are priced seven million or six million, no. three of them, and the rest of them being players who don't play. That being said, Trent did. So look good. I don't no. think we'll have that problem. That's true. I, I'm not. I'm not going back. Okay. <laughs> I'll go back. So going back to the to the Wolves and Arsenal mm-hmm. conversation, 
uh, and Chelsea, I think, because I want one of each, mm-hmm. I might go for a Wolves defender, a, a Chelsea defender, and an Arsenal keeper. Okay. And that's kind of solve that riddle. Yeah. Having really good defensive assets of them and the cheapest of mm-hmm. all of them, because Leno is the cheapest of the three goalkeepers. Yeah, definitely. And then the defenders, probably even Bolly, who's the most expensive, I think, for Wolves, is is cheaper than the, the, the prime Chelsea ones. Definitely. Definitely. So I think this is kind of this kind of solves the problem. Mm-hmm. Where are you putting your money then? It's going to be Kane for sure. Yeah. I think he's the only Tottenham player I'm keeping. Likewise. And I've got a, a big, big uh, price um, to take advantage of. Is I don't want to sell him. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it's definitely going to be Bruno. Mm-hmm. Definitely Bruno. Hundred percent. I think I'm going KDB. I yeah. I so think. them three. KDB is a good a good choice for me personally. Yeah. Cool. So those three are going to be the prime ones. And then maybe and Jota. The rest is going to move around. Yes, but I don't consider him as expensive. He's nailed on in my li- in my wildcard okay. list. Definitely him. Cool. So what we've got coming up for you now is our meet the players uh, section of the podcast. We did one, uh, I think it was about four or five weeks back now. Could have been Christmas five. after Christmas. Just after no, Christmas. it's you always say that, but it's months. Mate, it feels it feels time flies when you're at home doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> so yeah, we, we're gonna we're gonna meet uh, meet our players. We're gonna ask them a couple of questions, and we, we hope you learn something from how these people play. It might be how you want to play, or it might be how you don't want to play. Uh, but we hope you en- enjoy listening to their their comments. We hope we learn something out of them, mate. As we, well, we we're lifelong learners in this uh, in this field, man. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy enjoy this, guys, and uh, we'll see you in a second. Bye. Bye bye. Hello and welcome back. We are here with our two guests. We've got Dan Wyman and Niels Greenhow. How are you both? Doing well, thanks, mate. Splendid. I'm just mm-hmm. just getting at my uh, FPL app so I can have answers for you. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> so yeah, got we've, all the stats here. We've got you both on. We just want to talk about a little bit about how you play FPL, what your what your plans are, and how you go about it. So, Niels, why don't you like introduce yourself a bit? Whereabouts are you based, and what what's what's your journey? Sure, man. Well, I'm uh, fully English, despite my uh, Scandinavian name, but I'm actually currently living in Copenhagen, and I've been here for just over a year. It's a really awesome place to be. I love love living out here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been like a huge, huge football fan, Liverpool supporter from the age of, well, I don't know, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because they were on TV most, you know, ITV Champions League, 7.45 on a Wednesday. That would sometimes be Liverpool. That's why yeah. I chose Liverpool. <laughs> it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Do you get much Premier League activity in Copenhagen or do you have to uh, work your way into getting it on your TV? It's, it's, uh, it's absolutely huge here. I mean, the Danish League is, is not particularly strong, you know. So everyone has an English team and... Most of those people is Liverpool as well. So, <laughs> awesome. So, Dan, how about you? Um, well, currently I'm resident in Southeast London, originally from the Great Northampton, 
where our host Rob Tilson is from. Boo -boo. Um, and, and actually, that leads me into how I got into football. Watching football and playing football was, whilst I studied with Rob, a diehard Tottenham fan. Um, and I just got on the bandwagon, which is probably about 10 years ago now. But obviously, uh, living in England, I have to pay the extortionate fees to watch football. Sky and BT, it's painful. Yeah, you've got to have all of the providers and you've got to pay a little bit of money to, every, well, a lot of money to all different providers. Yeah, correct. Excellent. Uh, so are you are you both playing, let's start with, with Dan. Are you playing FPL for years, equally like following Rob's example? Or is this something new? Because I, I, he, he brought me in quite recently. I'm, I'm very new to it. I think this is... I think this is my first season, although I vaguely remember maybe dabbling whilst I was at university. And it's definitely Rob's influence again. Uh, he's a father figure to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I feel so sorry for you there, man. <laughs> but he basically, he texted me and said, oh, you're going to sign up for FPL this year. And I said, well, I'm not sure I can, you know, it's a lot of time and, thinking about it all, all day every day it stressed me out and he said oh, go on go on give us give us an excuse to chat so that, all right then <laughs> let's do it excellent what about you Niels so I've had uh I think I've had the the, the app downloaded for five or six years now I mean in the beginning, I was very much like a, like a line your team up at the start of the season and then maybe check in on them once or twice throughout the campaign and then just do the same the next season. You know, that's all good. Uh, but I really started uh, taking it seriously, well, at the beginning of last season. And that mainly came from my best mate suddenly really got into it. So I was like, okay, I'll jump on that bandwagon. Let's, let's learn some things. Let's learn how you actually get good at, you know, choosing teams and picking strategies and stuff like that. So that was my way in. And then this season, I've had nothing but time. So it's yeah. all looking rosy this season. <laughs> yeah. And, and just to clarify, I was not the person that dragged you in. So you are the impartial person in this group. Co completely independent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. Thank you. <laughs> How do you guys feel playing like this season in terms of COVID? Are you guys getting a lot of time to think about things or are you guys busy in your, your real lives? So you don't have enough time to do things and you're putting things together. We'll start with Niels. Yeah. I mean, certainly I've had more time than before uh <laughs> but it's hard for me to spend like hours and hours and hours thinking about fantasy it's, it's something that i would spend half an hour before deadline mm -hmm. fixing up my team basically and i mean like i have a couple of long-term thoughts that really play into building a team but i mean i'm, I'm pretty impulsive when it comes to selection <laughs> that's fair. so that's the right way thanks <laughs> <laughs> not not like us <laughs> what about you Dan well it's in the name of my team really Kit and Hope I felt like that was going to be a theme <laughs> that was going to be the theme of the season and actually I think I spent more time on it than I thought I would partly because I, this season I thought oh, I should have started last season this season especially in another league that we're in with loads of singers who suddenly have loads of time in their hands <laughs> I thought this is the worst <laughs> season to start FPL. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm fairly busy in my job, but I'm a clergy, so I have a very flexible job. So 
I can occasionally have a couple of hours in the day randomly and I can have a look and see what's going on if I remember which, I, which I'm sure we'll come to later on because I didn't remember on some weeks but <laughs> yeah do you also do that uh, like once every every day or kind of have the app open and, and check what's happening or or is it kind of like Neil's an hour before deadline bringing all the information together and <laughs> I tend to only look when it's sort of the action days. So when there's stuff going on and I think I might have got some points or mostly might not have got some points, um, they tend to be the days that I look really. Uh, and, and just when I'm fixing my team. And when there's no games on and I fix my team, I can just not think about it, which is quite good. I feel like Sky might be more of the app for you, Dan, because you can do that one day by day. Like you can log, you can see all the games on Saturday, be like, oh yeah, they're all going really well. And then on Sunday, you can change it a little bit and put in a different team, put in a new captain. Whereas sometimes you miss the deadline and you text me like, damn it, I missed the deadline. I've got Bamford captain. I really wanted Kane this week. <laughs> yeah, I think you overestimate my brain capacity to be able to think about more than one fantasy yeah, league. It's just another little nudge to try and get you on another it's, little drug. It's very tough. It's very tough. I've, I've been trying it this year with all this time, extra time I've got. And my God, I, Sky has two teams that you have to to use. And after a couple of months, the second team was just rubbish. I didn't, I didn't even care about it. I couldn't afford it. It's already with the pods and one game and another. Yeah, I can understand that. It's like kids, right? You see which one's the most successful and then you put all your effort into that one. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, none of us have got kids. Yanis has got one child. So <laughs> that's where the focus is going. Yeah. <laughs> what about your best and worst moments? I mean, you, you always keep those memories of that, that really good time that you captained a hat-trick player or something. Do, do you have any of those, Niels? Ah... Uh... Yes, and I mean, I've ha I've had good weeks. Obviously, you know, weeks where you're getting up towards a hundred points, you're always gonna think this this is the easiest thing in the world. Like, you know, I've just selected eleven players, and boom, you know, everyone's contributing and everyone's scoring, and it just seems like the easiest thing in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always good. I, I kicked off the first game of the season with Captain Salah, and he got a hat trick. Or no. Did you get a hat trick? Two or three, anyway. Yeah. 20 yeah. points, something like that. And it's just like, boom, hit the ground running. Really strong start. You know, sets up the season nicely. It keeps you, it gives you a lot of impetus, actually, that it did for me anyway. Just like, okay, I've, I've put the effort into building this team. I've got a really good start. And now I'm excited for next week. Mm -hmm. That really helps with that, I think. How about you, Dan? Well, I don't think I've really had any super highs. I think I had one week where I got over 90 and you know, I was super chuffed with that. I, I don't even know if that's true, actually. You probably know better than I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to begin, the, I think it was the first week or so I was getting pretty poor results. And then suddenly it started to fall into place and I was regularly getting 50, 60, which for me, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that is much better than I thought I was doing. I can keep this going, keep, mm -hmm. keep on a roll. Uh, and then I had a slump. Uh, but the last last week, uh, I feel like I'm back in business, ready to go. Yeah, man. I feel like this was a good blank week for me. <laughs> good stuff. 
love that how neither of you put like any terrible moments in there. Neither of you, you were like, no, you know, yeah. it's okay, it's okay. Pretty uh, neutral, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, on that note, I do remember having it was over 40 points on my bench once and you know didn't bench boost and you've got you literally got like 10 12 sitting on the bench just like oh my god come on (laughs) that's probably my worst moment you know having a whole week's score sitting on the bench basically yeah it's brutal (laughs) yeah Uh, dan after a quick look sorry just to confirm you've had more than three weeks over 80 so well done hey Hey, I'm, I'm excellent. That. <laughs> I've got my stats here. Nice. <laughs> we should probably mention, like, Dan's doing doing pretty well in the league, but Niels is is really like pushing you for the title as as it stands. Niels is currently in third position. He's ahead of me, and I'm in fourth. And then we've got Howard in second, and and you at the top. So it's a pretty tight knit group at the top. And there's been some there's been a lot of movement have you been like keeping on top of on top of that Niels have you been also looking at our Weavers Fields uh, group as well yes absolutely yeah it's uh <laughs> it's tight for sure yeah it, I mean that, that's that's what's keeping me going at this this point in the season you know it's it is really tight and every time you take some sort of risk bringing a player in you're always going to wonder how it's going to affect and yeah you know the it's there's obviously going to be a lot of overlap of players between a lot of the teams so you're really looking for for those differentials to come in and it's 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 great when you nail one and it's really sad when, yeah when someone has you know mares and he scores twice boom done and you're like oh my god <laughs> is that you had an Aubameyang captain uh, last week and i was going to is yeah. that was that what you were going to mention yanis <sighs> I, I mean, I've, I've been looking every week after the deadline to see what Niels has got as a captain or something, just to, to know if I'm safe or if we have, <laughs> who's the player I need to really look for. <laughs> because you were, for a couple of weeks, you were ahead. And then that was, I got really nervous. Well done for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the season's not over yet, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. <laughs> okay. So, Dan, which players do you find to be the biggest teases? Which are the ones that you, you, know, you always yeah, kind of uh, want to go for, but you've banned yourself from getting? Or, you know, you're never going to go near them because you've, you've gone with them once or twice before and they've returned no points. Uh, oh. Well, there was this weird thing at the beginning of the season, and this will sound, sounds really stupid in hindsight, but the first couple of weeks, I, would, I was like, I'm not getting um, the Fernandez train. I'm not getting on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I just could. I'd, I'd think it was the that sort of Manchester United fanboy thing that I wanted to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, no, that's stupid. So I, I got right on, got right <laughs> on board with that. And to be honest, there aren't really any major players that I'd avoid. Subconsciously, I've avoided Arsenal players because mm-hmm. I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> Rightly so. Um, <laughs> and, and that. And that sometimes sometimes is my downfall because I could have easily got someone in and got some nice points. And I got rid of Salah ages ago, which I think was wise. Plus loads of money and just wasn't doing it for me. So yeah. But other than that, there's no there's no real you know. I take it week as week on week, see what people's merits are. That's a good way of thinking about it, Nils. Um, I I try to avoid Man City as much as possible. Purely because of um, 
rotation. It just, it drives me absolutely insane where, you know, I, Maros can play three games in a row, you bringing him in and then he, he's on the bench and doesn't play. It's, yeah. it's, you know, that is one of the most frustrating things for me with City. So I, I'm occasionally I'll bring in, bring them in when there's good, double game weeks or things like this but as I'm not going to ever bring in Sterling I don't think I just uh, I don't rate him basically <laughs> I think that's why <laughs> completely you Rob you haven't mentioned I, I, I've said that Abami and Sterling I, I never get them in my team have you got any Rob? No for me any player is is worth worth consideration just because open minded guy yeah <laughs> I do stupid things like getting Sterling in and I know I shouldn't and I moan about it on here and I captained him, uh, yeah, what, two weeks, <laughs> two weeks ago in the double and he didn't play a single game. Oh, he like he yeah. came in, I think. He came in yeah. just for, for 20 minutes or something. Anyway, it's even worse. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like to see that they've all got, I'm, I'm with Dan, they've all got their own merits and they, they all come to the fore at certain points. So I'd rather not make myself look stupid by saying never getting that guy in and then have to have to get them in at least you know dan did it subtly he was sort of like saying to himself he's never going to get someone in and then broke his own rule whereas you know we've got a public <laughs> uh, <laughs> platform here I, I break my rules constantly you, you <laughs> must know already but anyway this is the the lesson i've learned this year break your rules be my guest what about you have you got any any lessons from this weird weird week Niels? um I, I mentioned my my best mate is really really into fantasy, um, so he kind of lets me know when there's you know blank weeks coming up and doubles. So I have this constant source of information that I don't even ask for. I just I get texts saying you should probably look at bringing in <laughs> uh, you know whoever for this game week. So um, in terms of my own my own rules, I I used to love to keep Robertson just out of pure loyalty. Mm-hmm. That that one had to go when, when Liverpool started shipping goals and not scoring. So, I mean, you know, you, you love... I, I personally love to have a certain amount of loyalty to players who I think are world-class and brilliant. And, you know, this season's somewhat been about letting them go a little bit. That's very concise. And, yeah, as a Liverpool fan, I can completely see where you come Tragic, but, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. How about no, you, Dan? No. <laughs> um, I always think about Kane in the in the same in the same light that Neil Nils has mentioned. Um, loyalty and Kane is so on and off for me still. I don't know. It's but he's he's not left my team since day one. <laughs> uh, apart from any, apart from the injury, um, he hasn't left. Um, and I got him back as soon as possible. So, but yeah, but. Because of my mid-table presence, I'm a bit like meh. I can I can have him in the team just, just for respect, you know. Um, but yeah, so I can I can take liberties like that. That's fair. I must say the Liverpool dig, sorry, comes from nowhere because we all know that Spurs are doing worse. If Liverpool are having a bad season, Tottenham are having an atrocious season. So I'm very <laughs> sorry for that comment. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. As long as we don't have Saint Totteringham's day. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fearing that day is coming because Arsenal have got such good fixtures. So yeah, this is my this is my question. This is the question I like a lot, and that is when you when you're looking at a player, do you look at fixtures or do you look at form? Dan, um, I t- it's a bit of instinct, probably based on form. 
Well, I can't compute fi that many fixtures in a row. <laughs> Yeah. I can look at the next couple of fixtures and think, oh yeah, okay, that's that probably work out for me. But then whenever I've done that, it's not worked out for me. So I just I just sort of go with a bit of a, a gut feeling. Mostly go I watch a lot of games, especially some of the sort of um sort of underdogs, the defenders and things. I, I keep an eye out for them and if they feel good, it's all about emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring them in. Um especially if they got some points the previous week. Uh Niels? Yeah, I mean there's always gonna be a bit of both involved when you're choosing a player. I, I used to be very much more on the train of uh, fixtures. I used to build my team around who's got easy fixtures, blah, blah, blah. But I, this season, I've really tried to stick with uh, players who are playing well. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like The thing you have to remember is when there's a game like Chelsea uh, United, there's going to be goals. You know, someone's going to score. It's not just going to be like a stalemate nil-nil. Yeah, you know, so having players like Fernandez, it's obviously it's a bigger test theoretically than playing West Brom at home. But you know, they're world class players; they cost a lot of money, and if they're in your team, you don't want to be tinkering too much with players who are in good form. Basically, sounds good. It's the it's the eye test as well that kind of makes it. It's it's what both of you have said that when you see a player playing quite well, form plays its part. I I agree with you. I, I was too with fixtures when you see a sea of green. Then he would go completely on on those players, but if you see someone playing really well, even if they're playing against Chelsea, as he said, you probably will go for him. Yeah, it's like uh, the last Tottenham game when Hoiberg did an absolute beautiful shot, which I thought was could have sworn was going in, but it was you know it's a great save. That sort of thing would make me think that's in his locker. So maybe I'll think about Hoiberg maybe next week or something like that. Uh, yeah. Even though it didn't go in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is it the same for choosing your transfers? I mean, is it is it just the information you get or is it just the gut? That, because, Niels, you said that you have all those constant texts. We do the same. We be <laughs> harassing, harassing people in, in groups or whatever. We, we are very annoying, I'm sure. Always. But sometimes you get some information. I mean, I, I'm a Twitter geek now and I, I always get very uh, all, all the information from there. And I I have to say, I don't think of something, and because I see, I read it there, mm. I follow it. I, it's an addiction. So, do you go like that, or do you just follow your your own line, Dan? Well, I started following you guys on Twitter, which is helpful because your retweeting is giving me information, <laughs> and I don't have to then go out of my way to try and find all these guys, which is great. <laughs> and I'm rubbish at replying to messages, so, but I do read the WhatsApp. <laughs> I think I've commented on mute. <laughs> I think I've messaged once, but I, yeah, I just thought I, I'm rubbish at replying to messages anyway. I can't keep up with this, but I do tap into that occasionally. Niels? Yeah, I, I try and be my own man when it comes to building a team, I think. But uh, an example for me is I heard quite early on in the season, you know, Socek at West Ham, he's been signed as this, you know, defensive midfielder, but he's, he's, he's you know, he's a massive goal threat, threat for them. So, when you look at him and he was 5 million at the start of the season, then that's information that, you know, if I hadn't been watching a lot of West Ham games, which I probably wasn't back then, I probably wouldn't have thought to ever bring him in. So yeah, I guess it's, it's, you know, it's taking information from wherever you get it, basically. I mean, you're either watching the games yourselves or listening to feedback or, you know, highlights or whatever. Yeah, sounds good. Finding those little nuggets of information about the out-of-position players, like 
Lundstrom last year and a couple of players this year that you might think about getting them in because they've just scored, but then you look at them and they're actually playing at right back and they're, they should, they're down as a striker, so they're useful, useless to get. Yeah. So one of the, the last things we've got on our list is what do you find most challenging about how you guys play FPL? Things like, do you try and shut everyone else out? You just said, Niels, that you, you try to be your own man. So do you try and avoid looking at those texts from your, your friends? Or do you find like really keeping on the ball and keeping up to date really helps you? Yeah, I mean, just just from general interest in the Premier League, like I'll, I'll happily watch any two teams play, basically. Like if it's on, I'm going to watch it. So I feel like I don't read that much about FPL strategy or watch like the FPL show or anything like that. I, I, I tend to... I don't think anyone does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, though, I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to build this team like, off of my own instincts and on my own back. So that's generally how I approach FPL. And Dan, what, yeah, what's most challenging for you? I've never been a very good chess player. <laughs> um, I can't remember moves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I can't, um, I'll be doing my transfers and I'll get excited about something. I'll be, oh yeah, I'll do that. Get that in. Boom. And then execute transfers. And I'll be like, oh, sorry, I was meant to... I was meant to keep so and so, and I'd, I, the amount of times that's happened to me, and I think, oh. and it actually results in me losing quite a bit of points as well. <laughs> that is my big problem. Yeah, I think there's some pretty great answers. dedication as well. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say first of all, I, is anyone still in the cup? I haven't even asked Rob. Nah, <laughs> I got out week one, and that was it for me. I didn't even have to bother to look. <laughs> I got out week three. Oh, I did. Um, I had a decent cup run. I got to the tenth round, um, and then went out on triple captain Kane, which was pr- and I, yeah, I went out by one point in the tenth round when I triple captain Kane. That was pretty hard to take. So <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, had no idea. Absolutely no idea. Very deep cup run. Yeah, it was good fun, but a heartbreaking way to go out. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you work out the figures? How like in the cup? How many rounds are there? You know, because it's obviously like four million players or whatever. They do. Well, it do starts they... in game week 16? 17. 17. Was it yeah. sixteen? Yeah. And by the time you get to the last game week, there'll be two players left. So that's right. how it that's how it checks out. But okay, yeah, that's mad. And you don't start with four million. You start with um, half of. I think it's the first sixteen hundred. At, during that time so up to game week 16 the first 1600 participate they'd say i the, the number is random i'm not i'm not sure but that's how, when it starts they've they've ca- calculated mm. how many weeks it is till the end you have that, to like, that's how it works i've never looked at it so you have to go through the qualifying process and things like that don't you what are your what are your targets for like your overall ranking for the season? Do you have a target? Are you playing for fun, or do you want to get like in the top ten k, top top hundred k, uh, top million, or yeah? Dan, uh, targets. I don't really. I don't. Is is um, it really for you, or is it just? Or are you looking at overall rankings? You want to be somewhere. If if on the last last week I end up with a green arrow on all four that'd be great Perfect. on Spurs England game week one and overall if I can get a green arrow and all those in the last week I'll be happy in terms of mini league if I finish above 10th in our mini league that'd yeah. be great what will also be great um, because he's we've been swapping places 
um, and he's an Arsenal supporter. Um, if I could beat Dan D'Souza, that'd be great. <laughs> Fair. You're not far. You're not far. Perfect. Yeah. I, I'm coming back because he, he shot ahead. I missed three weeks or something stupid because I just was being an idiot. And he shot ahead. But I'm claw- clawing back. <laughs> cool. And Nils? Yeah. I'm in, uh, I'm in the not-so-fantasy football pods to win it. For sure, I'm, uh, I've got a couple of chips left, so I'm looking forward to to soaring ahead. What chips do you have? I've got um, bench boost left, and Ooh. I've got a wild card coming up in two weeks. I think is oh, my best strategy. One. So yeah, the best one actually. That's a couple of tricks up my sleeve still. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think that's a really good place to leave it. Thank you very much for coming on. We yeah, appreciate you giving our time. And yeah, thank you for giving us some really great opinions. My thank pleasure, you very man. much for being in our league, first of all. Yeah. And and it's it's great to find to meet you. I, I haven't met you t- since till today, so <laughs> it's been great. When we can, pints galore, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm and by the way, I'm rooting for Nils, so. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way the fifty quid actually leaves our wallets because yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like my I might give him twenty Yanis twenty five or if I win, but yeah, Nils is actually gonna get fifty quid if he wins it. So yeah, that's the oh, nice. fin- most financially uh, harmful one for us. <laughs> is it the is it the money for the pints that we'll have when we celebrate? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of there course. You yeah, there yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you can get Excellent. more pints you can yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> cool so stay safe and stay tuned cheers guys thanks bye, bye. thank you very much <laughs> see you guys bye also radio